Hey, how's it going? Welcome into Pro Football Ireland. We now have our two teams for Super Bowl 57 in Arizona on February the 12th, 2023. What's so special about that date? That's my wife's birthday. So sorry to Lynn. I'm not going to be there. Um, and thank you for your support. <laughs> uh, Mark Hogan, first off, uh, Mark, uh, what, what a championship Sunday. You know, we're we're going to get into this properly and talk about this. But, you know, the first game a dud, the second game a meh, mini classic. It could have been better, but it was a good game. Um, are you wrecked? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Um, I get up at four in the morning. I didn't stay up for the late game, but I did make sure to get up in time for it. And it is now as we record again, close to 10 o'clock. So I can't wait to get into the lava. But um, yeah, it's funny. The uh, the late nights won't be uh, around for much longer. Actually, that's it for us. We'll be doing it local time. So we don't have to stay up any longer for an NFL game. The perks are going to the Super Bowl. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, and now, obviously, Michaela, you're going to have to take one for the team like in Sunday week and, and stay up late. Um, but Obviously, uh, a great day for your Eagles going back to the Super Bowl. Um, definitely, and we'll probably talk about this down the stretch, but definitely Michaela in, in a far better position, than, in my opinion, than what they were going into the Super Bowl five years ago against the Patriots. Obviously, a superb performance then, but Jesus, that's some team. It is, yeah, and you're definitely right. We're definitely better off as we were like you said a couple of years ago against the Patriots because we somehow managed to win that game with Nick Foles who's kind of just fallen off the face of the earth no disrespect to him he helped get that Super Bowl to Philly more than anybody else but I'm so glad we have a guy like Jalen and I definitely think you know no one should underestimate I think everyone underestimated the Eagles against the San Francisco 49ers so don't underestimate them against the Chiefs absolutely and um, as Marcus said there a second ago, we're in Arizona next week. Uh, you can follow us at NFL Ireland on social media. If you're listening to this, um, we've got Jeff Reinbold coming over Thursday, Belfast, Friday, Dublin town. There are no tickets. We have no capacity. I'm afraid we do not have the capacity. It's gone. Um, stick with us for maybe another tour. I'm for Arizona on Saturday morning. I think Marcus is going on Sunday. I can't remember offhand. No, I'm, we'll talk be, about that down the stretch. Hmm? I'll be there with you. Um, I my flight takes off at half twelve, but I'm going via Denver first. When are you in the airport? Hold on, are, are you are you flying on Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I have a layover. I love how we're Washington. having this public conversation. I want you to fifty first and green or whatever it's called at hey, eight a.m. for slugs. I'm not even joking. Do it. And if anyone is in that section of the lounge in the US pre-clearance on, on Saturday morning. The Guinness is on me because it's free. Um, right, let's um, let's get here. Look, it's day 30 of dry January. I, I need a Guinness badly, all right? Let's get into it. Um, I genuinely think at one point, uh, I'll start off with you, Mark, you would have needed a Guinness to watch this game last night because you, you actually feel for the Niners in the sense of the journey they went on this season. A 12-game winning run bringing in Christian McCaffrey, four different quarterbacks at one point going on last night and just a situation where when it went, it went. And you'd think if Jimmy Garoppolo was somehow back and active on the sideline, they would have had a better chance in that game. The thing that really impressed me in that game wasn't the Eagles because we we know now like what what the Eagles are. Do you know like they're a great team. The 49ers defense, Mark, 
how they kept that team in the game at one point. I think it was, what, like 14-7 for a while in, in the first, second quarter. And then McCaffrey taking the team on his back at one point in the second quarter. And you're thinking there, it was a 21-7 at that point. And you're going, Jesus, could they? Could they do it? And then they completely fall in the second half. And it just wasn't the B for them. But the, the Niners, I guess, first off, you know, they have a lot to be proud of this season. But I think you now have to ask questions going forward with Cal Shanahan, with John Lynch in terms of the next steps because it's a very, very tough situation to be in because do you keep Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback? Do you have to try Trey Lance for the draft capital that you took for him? Or do you go after Thomas Edward James Brady? I mean, it's 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 a very... Or 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 Jimmy Garoppolo. Or Josh Johnson. I thought it was New Girl for one point last night. Um, what did you think of this game with the Niners? Uh, I thought we were robbed of a classic, really, like because the injury happened so early, like it was toothless and you never got going. You knew it wasn't go- going to get going, especially when Josh Johnson was knocked out of the game. But it was a real shame because even with that Christian McCaffrey touchdown, that was the only genuine highlight I thought from the entire game. Now, I'll get to Philadelphia's defense in a moment, but like we thought that there was going to be massive plays left, right and center. We thought it was going to be really explosive. Look, at the end of the day, the Philadelphia Eagles were able to put 31 points up on that San Francisco defense, but they did try extremely hard and at one point were able to force three three-and-outs and then a fourth three-and-out was coming except for the Eagles went for it on fourth down in their inside their own territory. So they did as much as they could and still conceded 31, but like, what could have been? And I say it because I don't think 49ers fans get over that. I know in 2014... The playoffs for the Cardinals, they hobbled in and had the, Ryan Lindley at quarterback, the fewest yards ever thrown in a playoff game. It was under 100 yards, it was something like 88 yards or something, four sacks in the day. And I still remember that being like, oh, like the Carolina Panthers knocked them out in the wall card round that year. And it still hurt because you're thinking the team was on, was, was, was clicking, but they just didn't have a quarterback. So it is going to be what ifs because there is no guarantees. The 49ers have been here, obviously, the last few years. But all those questions about quarterbacks, they're definitely going to haunt them throughout the offseason. It's going to be a question. Look, it's going to be six weeks, we we know now, for Brock Purdy, but he doesn't know about his future. They, like, you know, it's not a guarantee. It's a shame because Jimmy Garoppolo could have been could have been okay for the Super Bowl, and we have been attributing a lot of success to quarterback in San Francisco at the moment to Kyle Shannon. So, yeah, when you're talking about all the pieces that they in place, like it is a fantastic roster. I'd like to see MC obviously there, but then on the defense as well, the best defense in the NFL this year. You don't know if you're getting D'Amico Ryan's back. That could be gone. You know, it took them a couple of years to bridge the uh, Robert Sala when Robert Sala went to the New York Jets. So I think that it is going to be a lot of what ifs for San Francisco. And they're going to say we didn't get a fair shake at this one. We've been saying all year that we don't, you know, make apologies for injuries. They happen. They're part of the game. There's plenty of other injuries evident throughout or the championship weekend. But that one definitely stings. And I know it stings because just as a fan of it, I wanted to see an actual football game and not just have to see the 49ers run the ball and run the clock down, even though they desperately need to keep time on it. Michaela, I, I, I know you've got your allegiances to, to, to the Eagles, but obviously I hate the Chiefs, but I have to be non-biased on this podcast because I report on the league generally. So I'll, I'll, I'll say the same here. I, I do agree with Mark. I do feel like we were robbed a wee bit of a good game. I think... We expected it to be a close enough game. I, I certainly did. I thought the Eagles would win the game, but I thought the Niners would come into it more, especially down the stretch. 
you, you you feel for them because when you've seen Fred Warner go down at the start, it was hard. Then Brock Purdy goes out, Bosa gets injured, albeit he goes back into the game on a play where he wasn't even on the field. Um, but the, the Eagles will argue that's that's not on them. You know, it's like these situations happen in, in football games, and the Eagles had to do what they had to do. I guess the question I have for you, because you know, you're so um, I guess in a good in a good way, heavily invested in this Eagles team, is, is this, you know, how concerned are you about Jalen Hurts and, and his fitness levels? Because it seems as if there's one thing about Patrick Mahomes where if you give him a couple of weeks, he'd be grand because of the injury that it is. But where is Jalen Hurts from zero to 100% in terms of fitness at the minute? And do you think that could be an issue in two weeks' time? Because there was no passing touchdowns last night. You see an Eagles team that relies very heavily on its run game, albeit not too heavily last night because the Niners' defense could stop them a lot. Um, we'll talk about the Super Bowl down the stretch, but, you know, Jalen Hurts is such a key for this team. And even when he wasn't at 100% last night, they put up 31 points. Yeah, I was looking at that game and I was kind of like, I don't even want to hear neutral fans being like, okay, yeah, you bet the 49ers, but their quarterback was out. I know we all love Brock Purdy, but like at the end of the game, he was literally, at the end of the day, he's like their literal like third string quarterback. And in fairness to him, he's playing amazing. And I think he should be the starter next season because he's proved himself. He's won all of his games except for this one and he went out injured. So who knows what could have happened. But I literally will not hear this kind of talk about like, uh, yeah, the Eagles, but the 49ers, but like, who cares? Like their quarterback knocked got knocked out. I was kind of like, yeah, well, like fair enough. I think it would have been maybe a bit closer. Or the 49ers would have put up a bit more points if Brock had stayed in. But I think the key to that offense is definitely Christian McCaffrey. And you know, you don't need a brilliant quarterback to hand the ball off for, for him to, you know, do his runs and get his touchdowns or get his touches or whatever. But then also it wasn't really the offense that people were like. I think the 49ers offense was obviously very good up until obviously Brock went out yesterday but it was always people talking about the 49ers defense and it was the 49ers defense that you know that the Eagles put 31 points past yesterday so I think like regardless of Brock going out injured I think the Eagles should be applauded and should be feared by the Chiefs because at the end of the day the 49ers defense is definitely better than the Chiefs like I think of the Chiefs defense and I'm like I can't like I can't to me, there's no one, like, there's no real stars or there's no real elite players on that defense that you'd be scared of. Like I said before, like, they don't have Tyron Matthew anymore. They don't, you know what I mean? Like, they don't, if you compare kind of the stars that the Eagles have both on offense and defense, like AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, like them and Jalen at like whatever he is, at, he's probably at like 80% fitness. I'm not really sure. Because, you know, they they all spoof. Like, you know, they all say, oh, yeah, we're all fine. Or we're at 100%. And they're clearly not. Like, Mahomes was, like, I think limp last night as well. But I'm, like, the Eagles are definitely a more complete team. And I think the only way the Chiefs beat them in the Super Bowl is if Mahomes just does some absurd stuff. Or if, you know, the, 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 the refs give them go their way a bit more than the Eagles. I don't see how the, like, I think Mahomes is going to, make it close but I think it's just going to be Mahomes you know if if Mahomes wasn't in that game it literally wouldn't even be a contest I don't think if Mahomes isn't on the Chiefs I don't think people talk about the Chiefs where it's kind of like if Hertz isn't on 
the Eagles, like, yeah, we obviously missed him in those two games. He was injured, but you still have Devontae Smith. You still have AJ Brown. You still have, you know, like Fletcher Cox. Like you still have all, you still have Kels, you know, you still have all these amazing players who are kind of like the Chiefs are nobody without Mahomes. Mark, I can see you shaking your head there. And uh, there was a few I, things I, 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 to say, response, but I, I, I do want to add this in to your response. Okay. Um, and I thought of this when I thought of you last night. Hassan Reddick, obviously having the, the best Carolina or the best uh, Arizona Cardinals performance. I'm going to jump what Michaela says and disagree as well and say Chris Jones, Frank Clark, that that Chiefs defense could could eat Jalen Hurts alive. However, Mark, the offensive line's class. That's the only thing. I will say well, one thing. Both sorry. offensive lines. I yeah, will say one thing before Mark jumps in that I don't know if it was Frank Clark or Chris Jones. I think it was Jones. But when he got that, when he got a sack last night, that was his first sack in the playoffs. And it doesn't make a difference. He was he was huge last night. Hassan Reddick was massive, and his sacks are obviously what got Brock Purdy injured. But Chris Jones, the sack was even more influential on the last play, like or in the, on the last drive from the Bengals. Like if we actually we'll, we'll talk about that game in a second because I might as well bring it back to Philadelphia. Uh, with without Jalen Hurts, I think the Eagles clearly showed they were very weak. So like when you lose your quarterback, at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts only put up 121 yards in the air yesterday. Why? What really happened when you say that they had CMC and he's their offense? Yeah, but they became so one-dimensional. All you had to do was defend against Christian McCaffrey, so they didn't have a fair shake at it. But then it was the defense was giving up the penalties. That's how the offense, uh, Eagles' offense, was moving. They got so many penalty yards. But then on the other side, it's like they originally did keep it extremely close. Like this game was seven-seven for a long time. Was fourteen-seven. It was eventually, I think, that even the 49ers players, as fans, we were clearly able to see that the 49ers offense could not move the ball. They were just handing it off and giving screens. They could not move the ball. Eventually, wore down the players. And they're like, we can't do anything here. Like, they had, it's not even a, a, a hand tied behind their back. It was 10 men versus 11 out there on the 49ers offense going against the Eagles defense. Like, it wasn't a fair game at all. So it's like, the game never truly got going. I, I do take the point that we, the Eagles could have still beat them. They did put up the 31 points. But I, the game was in no way a reflection of what could have been had there been a quarterback there because it was just so detrimental. The, the 49ers couldn't do a thing. The, their offensive players had nothing to do. Like at one point, CMC was looking at a playbook because he was going to have to be stepping in as quarterback. Like that told you all you need to know. That took Brandon Ayuk out of the game. That took De- uh, Debo Samuel out of the game. But George could have led out of the game. There was nothing that the 49ers could have done when they were down. Not it, You might as well call it their fifth string quarterback because a healthy Brock quarterback was knocked out then it went down to josh johnson and then an injured because they had no other backup quarterback came back in so like the 49ers defense i thought did a phenomenal job like i said there was no passing game from philadelphia last night like aj brown put up his um yards in the first what he actually only had like 28 yards Devonte smith all of his yards came off a ball that should have been brought back because it wasn't a catch and that happened earlier on in the game as well like there was no highlight plays from the philadelphia offense yesterday apart from a run by Miles sanders now that was the one big takeaway i got from the game yesterday was this is the best rush defense in the league and they were able to open up holes that did show the strength of their o-line but when you meet kansas city and we will talk about that at a later stage they have an equally as impressive o-line both o-lines have three pro ballers this year at center left tackle so 
I, I you know it, it kind of balances out but at the end of the day the they I, I just think it's a, a harsh assessment that we we're going to ignore how handicapped the 49ers were last night I take on board both you just then um I, I would say Michaela I think I think the Eagles are the more complete team and they've got far more depth absolutely than the Chiefs um and I, I don't want to start previewing the Super Bowl now and give my pick uh, but y- you could obviously argue any given Sunday the Chiefs could take that to hell completely. Um, it's funny that like um, in a game last night where you had Josh Johnson, Brock Purdy, and even Christian McCaffrey as the quarterback in the, on one play, um, that the uh, Niners wide receiver room, Debo Samuel and George Kittle, had more receiving yards than Dallas Goddard. Like that's that's crazy. But then again, look, People will argue, and I'm sure they'll argue, you know, the Eagles, look, Jesus, I mean, the Eagles deserved to win that game last night. I think, honestly, even if Brock Purdy was in for the whole game, they would have won the game. I do think the Eagles are the better team than the Niners, but I do certainly feel if the Niners can sort out a quarterback, they will be a hell of a team next year. I, I think they'll go far because I think they're they're entering a good window with their offense and their defense, and we will see what happens. And I am booking your flight stars one of that, because I need this, like, just back and forth conversations about the Chiefs and the Eagles for the next two weeks. Right. The the one thing though I will say on when Brock Purdy went down injured, it's a good thing that the 49ers didn't win it. Like I was waiting for the 49ers to make big plays, but would we have been excited to think maybe an injured Jimmy Garoppolo could come back? At the end of the day, for fans, we're lucky that we do get the matchup going forward because it would have been a disaster if it was just a, all the hopes were I mean like you yeah. can't you cannot complain that and even if you want to put an asterisk beside Kansas City's number one. Kansas City beat the Bengals, who beat the Bills. That's out the window now, even if it was in Burrowhead, which we're going to talk about. Um, it's funny because we were sort of going into the second game last night, and um, we, I, my expectation levels were minus after that first game. I didn't enjoy the first game. I, I don't think anybody did. You know, like obviously, Bar Eagles fans, of course. Sorry, Michaela. And sorry to Eagles fans listening to this. I think the neutral fan, it wasn't really a championship game. And that's not the Eagles' fault. That's, that's the Niners' fault for what happened. And I guess it's nobody's fault. You know, it's just one of those things. I was going into that game afterwards thinking, I just want a good game here. That's all I want. I just want a half-decent game. Um, and and you've, seen, you've seen the Bengals come out. Uh, the Chiefs gamble, allow the Bengals to start off. And just, just, just from the get-go, um, you know, Mikhail, I'll start with you because Mark went last. Just from the get-go, obviously, um, Bengals couldn't get the ball down the field in the first drive, give it back to the Chiefs. And that that first half was interesting, to say the least. We've seen a dominant Bengals team last week go to Buffalo and destroy them. Completely, like, men versus boys in some occasions. Joe Burrow last night in the first half was sacked, what, four times? The offensive line was non-existent in Cincinnati and you genuinely felt that it was like watching me under center get the ball and have a wee jog laughing going shit someone's coming after me here I better do something about it how Joe Burrow got the ball down the field granted he didn't score a touchdown in the first half that's a different conversation but how he got the ball down the field in certain situations is unbelievable and then as you expect he comes in in the second half and he does his best to get the team back in the game, and by God, he did. Um, that touchdown to T. Higgins was superb. 
and you feel for them. And I know we're going to talk about this, but I'll just, I guess I'll give my two cents before I let everybody else chat. I understand there's rules. I understand the play at the end when Mahomes was pushed out of bounds. There was no need to touch him. I don't think the game should have ended on that. I think we deserve more as fans than the game ending on that with the Harrison Butker field goal. Um, but it's the rules. It, it It is what it is. You you, you feel bad for the lad that, uh, that pushed him out. Referees had the shocker of the day. The third down call was atrocious. But the Chiefs get it done. They grind out a victory. And I can't write them off. I can never write them off. And if I'm the Eagles, Michaela, and I'm watching Patrick Mahomes and what he can do, injured, heavily injured, hobbling like Popeye after a night out last night, I'm thinking, mm, better watch ourselves here because that defense was class. I when I kind of watched that game and I know everyone was kind of disappointed that the Eagles and the 49ers was kind of such a blowout, but I think the Bengals and the Chiefs should have been genuinely a lot better than it was. I don't think either quarterback was kind of at their best. And I obviously know Mahomes was injured and that was Mahomes played very well. You know, like there's no interceptions. He got two TDs. Like he played, he did play very well. Like it's the you wouldn't you wouldn't doubt it's fitness like you could have been like yeah he just you know he was grand there was nothing wrong with him but like but Burrow I was so disappointed in Burrow like I know kind of one of the you know like thrown into double coverage you know for and getting those picks like that was detrimental to the Bengals like throwing them two picks was detrimental to them like and it was obviously Mahomes had the fumble as well and the, the Bengals the Bengals got the ball back after that fumble. Like, so it was like, I just, I'm so kind of upset at not at Burrow. Cause I know quarterbacks sometimes have bad games and stuff like that. And he did make some nice throws, but like at the end of the day, what's the point in making the nice throws? If you also throw two interceptions and you know, you can't, you can't be a chiefs team. Like who I always say aren't complete. And the only guy to me, the, to me, they feel like that, they have is Mahomes. It's the only reason where they are today is literally because of Mahomes. But I just, I think the game could have went a lot better. I think the Bengals could have played a lot better. I definitely think that the Bengals gave the Chiefs unnecessary fire and a chip on their shoulder with the Burrowhead comments. Like, I don't believe in trash talk until after the game. They should have kept their mouth shut. Like, I understand if it was, like, an inner joke with the team, but the fact that it got out to everybody and we all kind of knew and the Chiefs heard about it. And that, obviously, you saw Kelsey. I don't ever think I've seen Kelsey that fired up in a game. And you could tell... And the mayor getting involved in Cincinnati as well. Like, and Travis Kelsey was right. He should have just not got involved and should... Like, I know it's kind of hype and it's trash talk and, and people think it's, like, you know, part of the game or whatever. I don't agree that it is. I think if you trash talk and, you know, you lose or you get you get trashed, like, you get, you get trashed or whatever, or, you know, your players don't play that well, then you just end up with egg on your face. Like, they, the Bengals literally look idiotic now and they came across as cocky which is one of the reasons why I don't like the Chiefs or Mahomes anymore I just they just give me like overconfidence vibes and I don't think Joe Burrow gave that himself but I think Bengals as a whole organization and a whole city kind of gave that impression yesterday um and the lead up to the games with the commons and stuff like that but I'm you know I'm the only reason I 
fear for the Chiefs and the the uh, with the Eagles is literally because of Patrick Mahomes. If any other quarterback was in there, if it was Joe Burrow, if it was, you know, who else? Justin Herbert. Like I don't, I don't think you'd kind of fear them because you're kind of like, okay, well, what's that quarterback without you know other stars at other positions and um go, touching back on what we were saying about you know Chris um Chris Jones's sacks and stuff like that um you have to remember the Bengals O-line you know is still bad it's still not up to the to the standards you know to kind of let them win a Super Bowl it's the reason they lost the Super Bowl last year it was one of the reasons why they lost yesterday and the fact that Jones got his only first career sack uh in the playoffs yesterday and but yet he's been in the playoffs with the Chiefs how many times like the Chiefs have been in the playoffs ever since Mahomes has been a starter and that was his first sack against an atrocious O-line I'm kind of like so when when you're saying Michael oh yeah you know like I'd kind of be fearful of him like no literally why would you be fearful of him like the Eagles have one of the best O-lines in the league and they definitely have the better defense so yeah, I don't. I just, I don't. I just think it's because I'm so annoyed about the Chiefs. It's because I don't like the Chiefs. I'm like you, Michael. I just don't like them. I understand why people hated Patriots, the Patriots and Brady for so long because it's just so annoying when it's just like always the same team or it's like the overconfident, the cockiness. You're just kind of like you want anyone to beat them. But I genuinely did want the Bengals in the Super Bowl with the Eagles because I thought it would have been fun. It would have been a bit different, even though the the Bengals were there last year. Um. I don't know. I think they deserved it more than the Chiefs in a sense. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not afraid of the Chiefs. I'm I'm afraid of Mahomes, but as the the rest of the team, I'm not afraid of for the Super Bowl. Um, Mark, we seen last year in the Super Bowl that the Bengals, when they played the Rams, um, just couldn't do it for all four quarters, and that was their downfall. I think like. Last night was the epitome of that. I think to be sitting tied at 20 points when they had the first half in the way that they had, I think they only have themselves to blame. They definitely have a case. I think, and I, I can understand the cockiness because of they are overlooked on national media. Absolutely. They lost the first game, was it in Pittsburgh or whatever, week one, and there was teams saying they weren't going to make the first people saying they weren't going to make the playoffs. I, I I get the the cockiness and the almost maybe arrogance, and 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 they're fully entitled to have that viewpoint because you know they've been knocking for such a long time. I, I can only imagine what it must be like to be from Mayo. Um, but you know, it's 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 one of those things. And um, I feel that. You know, I I don't I don't want to start previewing next week, but you know, you, you look at two sacks for Chris Jones last night, uh, ten pressures on the night, Frank Clark, a dominant performance, and you know you, you would have to argue if Mahomes was to do this with his team, it's his greatest achievement so far in his career. Am I am I right in saying that, or am I crazy? Uh, I mean. He's achieved so much. I, I I don't know what I like. I don't know. Would that be fair? I think his first. I think, Super I, think Bowl. I think what I think what I mean is like obviously Mikhail is talking about losing Honey Badger. They've lost Tyreek Hill. They've had to look at different ways of incorporating that offense. They've got different running backs. 
they've had to in, like they've had to incorporate like yeah, they, have no, they have no run game but like last night Mahomes probably had the best game of his career yesterday like what for, toss out his numbers for a moment the throws that he was making was insane we know that he's injured and he's flushing out he had a throw to MVS America as well that's Gantley that was unbelievable and it's that he one he has the know-how where to fit it into these guys but then second of all he has the ability to deliver on it and it's insane to watch so when I talked about the game last week I was saying that they, they don't have the Tyreek Hill like they lost them um, they obviously lost early a couple of their guys like Juju and um, Cradarius Tony, but he's able to elevate the guys around him. Obviously, he relies on Travis Kelsey and knows exactly where it is or where he is at all times. But I have to come back to Michaela's point about the sacks. It's Chris Jones had 15 and a half sacks in the regular season. He's terrifying. That's only half a sack more than Hassan Reddick. Why are we building Hassan Reddick anymore? In the playoffs, he normally plays defensive tackle. Where does that come from yesterday, the big one? It came off the edge because he was put in a different position. So, yeah, if, the, if Steve Spagnuolo is playing him in a different position because it suits. Like, stacks are just a number. It's the pressure rate that's constantly there. Chris Jones was gotten, like, for these playoffs. Like, a few years back, it was the, the thing on Frank Clark as well that they, they didn't have. It was D Ford was their edge rusher. And D Ford lost them at the FC Championship game against New England. What year was that? In 2018? So then the next year, they had to come back and they had someone stronger. There was a whole back and forth with the offseason, whether they should keep D Ford as their main, like, paying a load of money to stay around. They didn't. They got made sure that it was Chris, Chris Jones and Frank Clark. So they're massive players. Like, I would fear them as much as I would a Fletcher Cox or Hassan Reddick. That's why it's so impressive because they are going to be against these O-lines. Like the, the similarities in this, these teams are nuts. Obviously, there's going to be the Kelsey storyline. There's going to be the Andy Reid storyline. But then the similarities also continue on to they have serious pass rushers and they have the best O-line. So I do like I, I would certainly be scared um, in terms of the Bengals giving ammunition to the Chiefs. They the Chiefs won this by three points. If they had gone and this was a 30-point game, then we can say, oh, yeah, that was bulletin board material. Not only was it by three points, it was three points that was set up on a penalty that obviously, what do they do? If they, if they, if that was a 60-yard kick, like that was a 15-yard penalty that was brought up closer. So if they hadn't have got that, what were they going to do? I don't think that they get the field goal. Maybe Patrick Mahomes had enough time, but... The real play wasn't done by Travis Kelsey. On the last play, it was Chris Jones gets the sack after the Kansas City Chiefs had taken a pretty aggressive timeout. They kept 42 seconds on the clock because they thought, okay, we want to give ourselves enough time to get down for the score instead of, you know, playing for an overtime and not playing for an overtime, but really, really run that clock down. But it was then on a Sky Moore. When they punted, Sky Moore brought it back 30 yards. Patrick Mahomes didn't have to do a whole lot. He ran and they picked up what the number of yards and then the 50 was tacked on after that and Harrison Butker in fairness to him he was injured part of the season they did miss him for a time he has missed kicks that 45 yards was not easy but it was a 23 to 20 game and there was a lot of field goals in that so when Travis Kelsey is talking about how much motivation no it didn't and when it comes to what the Bengals did the connection was there for a time like there was one move in particular by um jamar chase that was absolutely deadly like proper an ankle breaker they just didn't have that on that last drive in particular maybe like when you bring it back and if it's in cincinnati it's a different ballgame but in that final drive they didn't get it done 
but I didn't like when Travis Kelsey came out then afterwards because like you're full of it because this game was really in the balance. A lot of fans are saying that, you know, if it was held somewhere else, the referees might have put decisions in a different way and, and it swings. Like, I do think that it is, um, I suppose, justice for the Chiefs because they deserve to beat the Bengals over the score course of four games. Like, it, it shouldn't be owned four in the Bengals' favors because they are that close. But it was a game that was super, super, super in the balance. It didn't go in the, in Cincinnati's way, so I'm not going to write off Joe Burrow as a result of that, or I'm not going to give credit to or discredit what the mayor said in the build-up. I think there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> trying to be as non-biased as I can be here, I, I do think there were calls that were made last night that shouldn't have been shouldn't have been done. Um, that being said, some of the plays from Holmes were just. Beezers, like absolute beezers. There was that almost like Tampa Bay Super Bowl esque Spider Man jump when he done that. I just don't know where he gets the energy from. I, I can I have two percent of it for the next three weeks, please. I mean that would be great. And um, I I do think we were robbed at the end, and I understand the rules are rules, but um, and I I accept the outcome of the game completely. But I just you know we 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 still haven't seen this new overtime rule in the playoffs. I would have liked to have seen that game go on for a couple of drives in, in overtime. I think the Bengals would have won mm. personally. Um, but the Chiefs won. That's all that matters. And I, I agree with what you're saying about Travis Kelsey. If I'm Travis, I'm not picking up the phone for the next two weeks because I really think they're going up against one hell of a team in the Super Bowl. Um, but I will repeat this. I think the Chiefs are going up against their toughest opponent ever in the Super Bowl by country mile. Frankly, I think this is this team. Are going to, I mean, they they played what the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo in the first one, the the Bucks and with the COVID one. This team's this Eagles team is far and beyond for me in terms of what they can go up against. So we're we're going to debate it for the next two weeks. There's so many different storylines outside of the Kelsey Robbers. I think Seriani is a huge storyline, and and we will break it down. We're we're obviously in Arizona next week. We're looking forward to it. I want to get your opinions very, very quickly because I have got some breaking news. Insert sound effect here, Michael. Brock Purdy has suffered a torn UCL that will sideline him for six months. Torn UCL, basically an ACL in that area. Tom Brady, who wants oh to jump in? A, a second notification already came through saying that he's going to seek a second opinion. So uh, wait and see. But I, I think they have too many quarterbacks in the building. If Tom Brady makes it awkward. The whole Trey Lansing still has to play out because yeah, you know you only lost in a number of games. Player that d- doesn't define any of this. It has mm. to be Tom Brady. And yeah. Tom Brady's a 49ers fan. He wanted to go to the 49ers before the books. With the track record that they've had with quarterbacks in the last number of years, I put out a stat a few weeks back. I, I obviously looked it up last night. Every six games, Kyle Shannon has been forced to change quarterback. I think it was, what, obviously eight games that Brock Purdy, so that's in and around that timeline. And aging Tom Brady, I mean, that's just asking for trouble, isn't it? That I mean, he could get injured as well. I think they have to go with a short I don't know, thing. I think, I think Niners defense? Really? Also- Tom Brady, Tom, Christian McCaffrey with Trey Lance as the backup. Come they win on. The Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Come on. Like that team's going to the NFC Championship game if they have that. 100%. That's, if they, that's if he stays healthy. And I think it's just such a, 
you know, I, I, I think it's that he's aging and is it worth taking the risk? And it's also that they do have these players in the building now. They're still young. You want to build for the future as well, don't you? That's why you went for Trey Lance. When was the last time the Niners won a Super Bowl? Were, were any of us born? There's what a lot what of year was the last won. year the Niners well, won a Super Bowl? But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they made the, obviously the Ravens Super Bowl in 2012 and they have been in around like at the end of the day this was a team that picked second overall only five years ago and since then they've been to three nfc championship games of course and i'm not saying they haven't been competitive but you know you you look at a team and and you put a team by by their championship appearances and and their championship wins 57 or this is going to be super bowl 57 they have five super bowls they have 10 percent of all the super bowls there is there's what 12 teams that haven't won a Super Bowl yet. Cardinals and, I, and, and I was Bronco, four when they lost. And... Yeah, see, like, I, I know. And I suppose there's no point using history as, you know, uh, but even the Philadelphia Eagles hadn't won a Super Bowl until 2017. Now they're back to their second one only a few years later. Like, these things obviously do swing in roundabouts. But it is, that's why we were talking last week about the Buffalo Bills, that they can't just guarantee that they're always going to be there or thereabouts because the likes of Trevor Lawrence are coming out. Joe Burrow is obviously there. Justin Herbert, like, it is extremely difficult to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, they've been extremely tough. It, it's been extremely tough. I think the two teams this weekend, are this one's really going to hurt. Obviously, the Bengals got to the precipice again. And after last year, it stings. This year, obviously, they lose by three points. Equally for the 49ers, they had this Cinderella season. They obviously were favored. I had them for the NFC, but they did have a Cinderella season when you think about the Brock Purdy that you never know when you're going to be back. So I don't think it's just as simple as Brady, like plug and play because then Brady could get injured. There's a lot that goes into being healthy this time of year. And these teams relatively are, at the end of the day, like I said earlier on, we're better off that these two teams that did make the Super Bowl are there because they're as healthy as you can get in a Super Bowl. And hey, this is the best Super Bowl that we've had in a few years. Like when you think about the when you think about a number of Super Bowls the last few years, that Kansas City O-line was so beat up against the Tampa Bay Bucks. When you think about the Rams three years ago with Jargoff, when you think about um, Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49, like there has been some stinkers, whereas this is all-out star power that we have now. And yeah, obviously rumours afoot of the Niners playing the Jags in, in London. Not rumours, just... WhatsApp talks. I don't think it's going to happen. But if Mash and Brady went, again, it'd be class. Michaela, I'm realizing we're chatting absolute night here. Have you anything else to add finally before we sign off? I think it's interesting that Mark is is concerned about um, Tom Brady potentially getting injured because I look at the 49ers and I look at them like, well, if they put up with Jimmy Garoppolo being practically <laughs> injured. But he's for not weeks. supposed to be the quarterback. That's why they went and got Trey Lance. And I'm more saying that an aging quarterback is more likely to get injured than a young quarterback. Like that's that's just straight out it is. Well, a younger... Both their young quarterbacks have got injured. And I don't remember the last time Tom Brady had a really, really serious injury that he's been knocked out for months. Like these two have now in Trey and Brock. Yeah, but he's like, but, a, he's like 110 years old. Yeah, that's the exactly. Only thing. He's so old. He could retire. It's more likely that he fall, that he does his ankle through old age than anything else. There's, like he is an, an aging quarterback and they are historically more likely to get injured. Like he doesn't have the same strength in his arm. Like, it's just signs. That, that TB12 method, I definitely think, somehow works. I don't know what it, like, I know it's not, like, exactly science, and I know it's caused a bit of a stir when he was at the Patriots, but it's definitely working for him. And 
let's face it, Tom Brady is not going to retire if he ha- thinks there's going to be a chance of him going to the 49ers and retiring as a 49er when he wanted to be drafted by them. It, Does he it, care it, about that, circle. though, anymore? Does he care about that? I mean, this is yeah. he, he's had a whole lifetime with the New England Patriots. You Tom know, Brady I, always plays with a chip on his shoulder, so I think he does. But does care. that mean he supports the 49ers? Like it's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers that he wants to play in California. It's like this is a media thing. I'd love to get these guys like one to one, and it's like they'll probably tell you I'm not a kid anymore. Like the 49ers didn't get me. I have a chip on my shoulder because they didn't get me five years ago, or sorry, not five, three years, four years ago with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like they're grown men. Like, yeah, it's nice to play for your childhood team, but I think childhood team goes out the window when you have as many Super Bowl teams or rings as he does. I have a feeling he might want to do it, genuinely. Um, the great thing, and I'll just finish with this, uh, the great thing I, I think is, as someone that watched my quarterback fall, because when you lose it, by God, you lose it. And Peyton Manning lost it the year they won the Super Bowl. If Brady keeps playing, we're going to see him fall big time and you've got eight months until he plays a game again so if it is in Santa Clara if it's that like it's going to be somewhere he's playing um, and I think Santa Clara is definitely an option If it's more of an option than certain teams so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, talk of Vic Fangio going to San Francisco Broncos beat writers saying he's not going to Miami so we'll see right let's let's put a plug in this round I feel like we could sit here for hours and talk about this which is good it's peak football season, which is great. Um, Michaela, I at least me and you, I, I'm sure Mark will be here as well. We're, we're going to look ahead to NFL honors at some point this week. And we're going to get your Super Bowl pick because you're not joining us next week, which I'm absolutely devoted about. But sure, we'll just have to make up for it in Vegas next year. I wonder who you're going to pick. Um, and, you know, obviously... The, the thoughts around that there. Uh, I, I'm just buzzing. We get, like, I, I've never seen Patrick Mahomes play in the NFL in person. So I'm, I'm just, that's the only thing I'm convincing myself now. It's all okay, Michael. The house is on fire. Your biggest rival is going to say, well, okay, well, that, that's fine. But um, no luck. Obviously, appreciate everyone's um, help, support, and social media. Uh, great reaction to Mark doing the Virgin Media piece this week. And just, just thanks, folks, for the continued support. We're getting there. Um, and we will be back this week again to uh, talk for the NFL honors and to get our final sort of pre-Arizona crack um, but I will chat to you soon